Hey, it's Jeff here. After working as an automotive tech for almost 25 years, I can honestly say that finding employment with the right shop has been the difference maker between loving what I do every day or hating my career choice. Let me tell you, I've been there, but I've also had jobs where work didn't really feel like work. I love the challenge of fixing cars. So loving what I do, that's the easy part. Finding a good place to do it in, now that's been the struggle. And that's where my friends at ProMotive knock it out of the park. They're a recruitment company specializing in jobs for our automotive industry. A-techs, B-techs, master techs, service advisors, managers, you name it. They are constantly looking for applicants in automotive to link them with available job postings at only the best vested shops around the country. ProMotive has a team of professional recruiters that can help you with your resume, prep you for the interview process, and negotiate the best pay and benefits package for you. And best of all, it's free to anyone looking to gain employment. Check them out at gopromotive.com slash Jeff. gopromotive.com slash Jeff. Just think, you could be just five minutes away from finding your dream job. Uh, first time I've ever been to a training event where we haven't taken technical classes because we see a real need in this field for business owners, for garage owners. Like, I just have this heart for these garage owners and how they're navigating and how they're working 15-hour days and uh, have huge backlogs of work and can't get it done and can't find good technicians. And in large part, some of these things can be fixed with how we're charging exciting thought-provoking episode of the Jada Mechanic Podcast. My name's Jeff and I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey of reflection and insight into the toils and triumphs of a career in automotive repair. After more than 20 years of skin knuckles and tool debt, I want to share my perspectives and hear other people's thoughts about our industry. So pour yourself a strong coffee or grab a cold Canadian beer and get ready for some great conversation. I mean, I feel like I've, I've seen Bo and, and Caleb and, and, you know. Growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Your oldest, I, I feel like I haven't seen as much of him. Sure. But May, Caleb, Bo, like I, I you know. I know. It's 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 crazy. And it's because I, I can still remember, you know, um, you had her at Latour's. Yeah. Right. And you're filming this video and I, I'm like early on going, look at this guy go. <laughs> right. Like he's at a shop and. And. I mean, we were heading to Walmart to get some Legos. Yeah. I was making a quick pit stop. Right? <laughs> quick pit stop, film a video to help the students out. And I'm like, I'm sharing the heck out of this going, look at this guy, what he's doing for the industry. So mm-hmm. people that don't know, you're not listening. If you're probably haven't recognized the voice by now, um, I'm sitting here with a really, really good friend of mine. Somebody I almost consider family. Um, I'll, I'll, ideally, probably you could make the argument. One of the most influential people we've had in the industry in the last, uh, 10 years um mr scanner danner mr paul danner and uh the do i say better half better half for you can say that absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) his lovely wife Kristen danner (laughs) so guys how are you tonight it's great to be here uh i i just am proud of you man is this the first time we've done this together as you being the the podcast yeah. host yeah i i think it's awesome what we, you're doing. We, we've talked a lot sure. for a long time and, yeah. and uh you know i can still remember you had an rv the rv and you had the air brake issue and that was oh the you first were clutch time. on that we this is the first time and that was like my hands were shaking because you're like well here's my phone number <laughs> and you remember i was like i called you up and i'm like dude this is such an honor to talk to you and you're like and he was so cool he was so humble he's just like Oh, I'm just one mechanic talking to Dude, another yeah. mechanic. I'm Jeff like, is right. the reason why we got home from that campground mm. for real. Like yeah. I would not have been able to I remember that. You know, set yeah. the depth correctly yeah. on that brake. I don't even know the names brake of the parts, the brake yeah. chamber, you yeah. know, without your help on that, yeah. you know. And, and you'd kind of shotgun a part at that. You'd put a brake valve into the dash. I did shotgun a part. I know, and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't so... know enough about it." And I'm in I'm <laughs> I'm yeah. in a 40-foot bus. I know. That weighs Thirty-seven thousand pounds. It's not like something I can just get towed. And it won't build air. Yeah. And I, I also know, you know, what it's like in this industry, and as far as trouble, accurate troubleshooting goes. Yeah. But I did, 
Yeah. I did mistakenly think the air valve was leaking because I heard so much air traveling yeah. through it that yeah. I thought that's what it was. Yeah. I just didn't understand the system well enough to know that, no, you yeah. got a brake chamber blown, yeah. which is why you hear that air flowing through yeah. that valve. And it's sad, right? Because at the end of the day, if with a caging bolt and a pair of vice, needle-nose vice grips, you could have just pinched your line off, caged uh, that thing, yeah. pulled the brake back, yeah. and you'd have been able to drive on. Well, then I, I would be missing one brake you know but you know there's yeah. lots of trucks running down the road I know that. right now missing yeah. one break so yeah. anyway yeah um so you guys are have been under a lot of development lately changing a lot of things up right and you and I kind of talked before we got on air today um because we can touch on on the story real quick and and obviously we want to include you in the story too well, I didn't um, want to do this podcast without Kristen, so right. I wanted yeah. her to be here. But because you guys are kind of, I don't want to say heading in a different direction, but the 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 goal is to slightly change. So give me, we know your backstory a little bit, right? Yeah. But you you started out um, at essentially the shop that is now James's shop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you left that. So when you started at that how when does miss Kristen come into the picture she was in the picture right from the beginning right from the beginning so i was it started shoot i was working at a pennzoil 10 minute oil change when i was a junior in high school i took that job to take right. a co-op program yep. so i didn't have to go to high school i was like at, at work yeah you know did uh, you have the power wagon then uh, i had the power wagon then yeah and so and so and then i met her i was making six dollars an hour at the time when when i met her um, so, so cl- she clearly didn't marry me for, for my money. Um, <laughs> it was um, that hair. It was, it was all long hair. hair. Was excellent. It was, it's too it was bad we can't point. show images as we're talking on a podcast because I'd flash yeah. that image. He was my, like, he, he looked like so many Canadian kids I went to high school with. I mean, I, or kind of like Thor. Would you, we could say that. Would that Wayne's make you feel World. good? It, well, I was, I was trying to give you a Canadian compliment. Kids, right. Like, <laughs> Right, Wayne, exactly. I think it was more Wayne's World, definitely. But it was Wayne. very early nineties. Yeah. Yes, it was party on, dude. <laughs> yeah. So you guys met in high yes. school. Uh, I was in high school. She it was, was my in high school. Year. We did not go to the same high school. <laughs> okay. Well, and uh, fortunately, we didn't because I, I was kind of an idiot between fifteen and nineteen. It, it was. I had a rough childhood. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, stepdad was not a out of the person. picture yeah. from a PFA when I was fifteen. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I just kind of ran wild for a while. And fortunately, I, I, I got to cross paths with this hottie. Um, uh, it was actually a New Year's Eve okay. party. Yeah. Her plans fell through, and we had a mutual friend um, that, uh, you know, was part of our group that brought her along. And so the first time I laid eyes on this woman was she walked into my mother's living room. I heard that story. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, my reaction, of course, was... Wow. Like swing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but like you know, yeah. I mean, she's just super pretty, and yeah. I was you know guy code, so I was like, all right. I told all my friends I saw her first, you know, and my friends respected that. Yeah, you respect guy code until your friend gets shut down, and then That's you're right. good to go, right? Yeah. As soon as your friend gets shut down, your other friends That's right. move in. But my friends respected that, and like a pack of dogs. Yeah, we've been together ever yeah. since. So I was yeah. 19; she just turned 18. We're about a year and a half apart. So right. yeah. yeah. And, and so, what was your first impression of him? I don't know. I'm just, he, he said, you know, he was kind of an idiot at that time, but that's solely the kind of guys I was dating. So that worked out like <laughs> yeah. that, that was not a turn off. <laughs> but we just spent time together. And, yeah, Sorry, Dave. Yeah, hundred percent. He likes me now. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it was pretty quick just to see just his spirit. Uh-huh. He had a sweet spirit. Yeah. And I was yeah. attracted to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think was even the, the long locks. It, it, <laughs> that think, was just a bonus. Uh, underneath the, 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 the exterior, I think anybody that knows you would have known, uh, that knows you now knows that probably that has always been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hiding for a long time, but yeah. 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 Mom taught me well. Your mother... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I adore your mom. I never even met the lady, but I just she's her spirit. When you know, I saw that video, um, and she's at Jim's shop. Yeah, she's talking about the starter and, and the whole thing, and and I just immediately felt it because she she's she reminds me of my mom. Yeah. you know, and um, similar ages. You yeah, know, and and I'm just like, and then when I got to know your backstory, the things that she went through and the, and the the things that she did for your stepfather yeah, and, great. and what all went down for there. And I'm just like, yeah, 
I didn't think people like her really existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so I had that level of forgiveness. Yeah, for sure. And and for for the you know listeners, I mean, she, you know, she had two kids with him. So my mm-hmm. half brother, uh, Barbie and Max, uh, were all you know successful uh, too. By the way, my mom did it right in spite of all of that. But she, she just knew you know um, that she was just gonna take care of this man as he was dying of cancer you know on his deathbed uh you know years of separation of course and the the abuse you know is long gone at this point um even for them i i think my my younger and brother my younger brother and sister's abuse really began when ours ended Mm -hmm. because you know he got visitations and they were young max was like five and barbie was like eight and but after years and years later like she she took care of their father and i watched um my mother give the best gift that she could ever give to her her two kids yeah. that take care of their father at, at the end even though he as a person probably didn't deserve it well, of course he didn't right. but i mean do any of us really deserve forgiveness if you want to talk about that i mean we yeah. we but, really don't and yeah and um she really was very you know kind of following a, a mm-hmm. godlike principle yeah. Yeah. Uh, with forgiveness when she when she did that and it was just really amazing to see mm-hmm. uh, to, that someone could forgive in that way um not to be graphic but seriously i think it really puts puts it to it like literally like wiping his ass type taking yeah. care of him like because yeah. he had prostate cancer and it was yeah. really really bad at the yeah. end and and she did all of those things and it was you know for us it was weird and i remember jake was jake's 25 so jake was like three mm-hmm. at the time and so you know this is a man who you know i called dad because i never knew a father yeah you know he came in my life when i was seven you know my dad died when i was like six months old but but this is a this is a man i watched him as following my mother's lead of forgiveness I brought my son to the hospital, uh, Jake, and I remember seeing his face, and it was it was a face where like he, you know, he, um, he realized he missed out on a grandson. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I mean, it was neat to see this man, you know, who was so awful in the day, uh, broken. It wasn't neat to see him broken, but it was neat to see the barriers broken. And I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good closure. Yeah. It was good. Closure is important, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So as you kind of guys came together, how did the life, uh, did you guys have a life plan or he was just going to be a mechanic? Mm-hmm. What did you do? <clears throat> we didn't have a life plan. We, um, okay, we wanted so no to one. get married like from the get go. Yeah. And um, I was 18 and had to go to college. And so we had to wait and, um, we're finally able to get married and he was he was a mechanic and he was working hard and took care of us I was able to stay home and raise our kids and take care of them and making um, that diaper money remember that he was before he, that yeah, yeah. that was before he was working at Pep Boys, was Pep well, Boys another yeah. garage then at Pep Boys and then um, took a teaching job so he could have more time with us a better schedule but then he was working side jobs to make that diaper yeah. money. like he worked his butt off and took yeah. care of us and um, and then became a teacher in just the what happened with scanner dan or like yeah youtube didn't exist when we were dating no. like it no we just never could have known so there was and no plan i am so you know what to think that you're a former pep boys employee and this is me not running down pep boys right but the, the yeah. chain store kind of well i mean it carries a bad it, it carries a bad yeah. business culture right yeah there is nobody's beyond hope if somebody of your yeah. caliber makes it to where you are as a standout in our industry coming from anywhere. So that's my point. You can come from anywhere. Anywhere. And, and go to where you are. And you can create that culture for yourself. And and, yeah. and it was one where, you know, at my brother's shop, you had mentioned that. I was where I got my start. Yeah. Making $9 an hour. I went from $6 an hour to $8.10 an hour. And what year are we talking this? That w- this would have been 93. Wow. So I was... I was I went from, I graduated Rosedale Tech yeah. where I ended up going back to teach. But I remember getting a $2.10 an hour raise. I was like, let's go. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, I'm still living at home. She's at college and, yeah. you know, it was cool. No problem. And, uh, 
you know, worked hourly for three years at the shop my brother now owns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Pep Boys started building stores everywhere in 96. Right. And they were like hiring technicians from everywhere. And they were hiring master technicians at the time in 96 at $20 an hour. Nobody in 96 was paying $20 an hour. Wow. Um, uh, there's so many parts to this story that we could take. But um, I ended up getting hired at seventeen fifty an hour because I didn't think I was... I was worth 20 and right. I knew going into the interview that they were paying $20 an hour. Yeah. And the guy asked me like six different times, well, what do you want? What do you want? In my mind, I'm like, well, duh, 20 bucks an hour. That's what, that's why I'm here at this interview. Yeah. If I would have said those words, Jeff, I would have made $20 an hour three years earlier. I was such a huge mistake. So, uh, so you uh, had the skill set already had, that you were. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wasn't, I always loved diagnostic work, yeah. but I mean, that was where it started. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to be your diagnostic guy. And, you know, the, they paid 1.2 hours for diagnostics, not the 0.3 that I was ranting about the other day. So 1.2, and I knew how to play the game. That yeah. 1.2 was a certain uh, test procedure they wanted you to follow using this Sun 450D, which was a digital right. uh, storage scope. It was awesome. I still love that. It's yeah. still the best ignition waveform scope I've ever used. Um, but you did this complete test on the Sun 450, and you, you did all the preliminary kind of like the stuff we're preaching today and they chart if you had a trouble code beyond that it was a half an hour per code so i knew how to play the game yeah i knew how to play the game because i i I knew how to make the money yeah as a diagnostic tech in 96 and and that's what you know that's what i ran with so i mean then from there uh you know it uh i worked for them uh maybe five years and then i ran into an old rosedale teacher is like hey they're looking for an engine performance teacher and i'm like Sign me up. So did you have to take any additional training certifications rather than become a teacher at Rosedale? No. Um, Rosedale did require the ASE master. Right. So they wanted that, and they wanted minimum eight years in the field. Mm-hmm. So those were the two requirements. And I think at the time, I had seven and a half years. So they right. made like an exception for me yeah. as a former right. alumni and yep. getting the okay from like my my favorite teacher ever, Dan Svitko, who was so instrumental in and changing my life yeah. and uh he was like father figure to me yeah for him to give me the go ahead was like a big deal for the school and they offered me like twenty thousand dollars less than what I'd, i was making uh, in 96 i was on track to make like 50 grand for that for that year which is pretty good in 96 mm-hmm. you know that wasn't mm-hmm. bad um but they were in like the low 30s you know yeah. I was, and i turned the job down and then Kristen and I sat down and we did the numbers and I'm like, I, I, I need 40. This is like in, this is, this would have been in 2000. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need 40 before I can, because I did the math. Like it's seven 30 to two 15 Monday through Friday. Yeah. Excellent work schedule. Right. Two weeks off in the summer, two yeah. weeks off for Christmas, like family, family, family is what I'm thinking about. And I could take this $10,000 pay cut to do that. It was hard. And she was pregnant with Caleb at the time. Right. So we're like ready to have number two. Uh, that sounds awful. We were ready for number two. Um, <laughs> Baby number two. <laughs> Baby <Yeah>. number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, that's when the, the uh, it wasn't the idea. It's so crazy. I, I have to give glory where, it, where it's due. And it's do, like, do I, it. I see God like all through each step and path because the mobile diagnostics wasn't even a plan. I'm on my way home from um, Rosedale, mm-hmm. on my way home where we live, and I, I drive past this garage, and I recognize the guy as I drive past. It's my old service manager from Pep Boys. He owns his own garage now. He's like, hey, Paul, we talked, and he's like, hey, would you do some check engine lights for me? I'm like, yeah, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, what, you know, first one I did for him, he's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, 20 bucks. Like, you know, it was like, it was, that was my diaper money. Yeah. You know, it was like on yeah. my way, it was literally on my way home from work. I'm going to make an extra 20 bucks. And I mean, these were with experience. I always said it's five minutes or it's four, or, I'm sorry, it's 20 minutes or it's four hours. Yeah. And there's some where <laughs> there's no in between. Yeah. It still feels that way today. If yeah. I, if I don't know what the problem is in 20 minutes, this is where today we need to stop in test stop number one and we need way. to increase yeah. the number and say, okay, this is where we are and let's bill for that. So this technician gets paid, mm-hmm. right? So it's 20 minutes or it's four hours. And so, yeah, it was 20 bucks a car, man. And I, I'd do 
two cars maybe on my way home, 40 bucks in my pocket. So when he came to you and said he was going to be teaching, did you feel like that was a natural, like he would be, he would be great at it? Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, we just looked at it as what a great thing for our family because mm-hmm. Pep Boys being, um, you know, they were open till I think like nine o'clock at night and the hours and stuff like that. So it wasn't like perfect weekend, you know, yeah. And to have I made it, a lot of money on Saturdays. Right. I, didn't, I didn't really mind the weekends to be honest right. with you. But to have that schedule, it's just, that's what we valued is mm-hmm. we valued like what an opportunity to have a job like this to have that family time so he can be around and so it wasn't like we knew it was a pay cut but again like god provided just driving home and then he built a great business a great mobile diagnostic business another thing that was not a plan like wasn't a plan every step of the way there is no sense of a plan we've never had a plan that's me though that's my mo i don't like plans and schedules and calendars and clocks yeah i hate all of that stuff yeah (laughs) i've created a world around me where none of that's very important much to my dismay (laughs) you were the first mobile tech i ever knew of yeah right because i mean and i'd been on i ATN back in probably before Facebook, yeah. so late nineties, and I probably saw it at the end of people's names, but I didn't write like it didn't click. It's just like where people's business names were at the bottom of their bio. Yeah, I didn't read it. Yeah, right. So when I'm seeing you on YouTube and you're like, "There's a pickup truck with a with a a, a Snap on Vantage," and you know, I think you had an old brick at one like Snap on brick you had sure. pulled out at some time and yeah. some other things. I'm like. I, wow people actually do this <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean so then it's like and I'm seeing these old videos and he's making it look like well he diagnosed another one in 45 minutes <laughs> yeah right yeah and 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 he diagnosed another one and then you see it's he'd be in the classroom and I love the story about how he just started to film the classroom stuff just as a teaching aid for his students sure. if, the t- if they missed something in the classroom to yeah. be able to go back and watch it if yeah. they didn't attend the class to be able to go back and watch it no that was the intent when yep. did you write the book? Well, that was along the way. So uh, I would teach the same class when I started in 2000. You know, we would have a, a curriculum that we'd follow. and We had other books. And, you know, props were as due. James Halderman was who the guy I always chose to use his books to mm-hmm. really had really, really great. And he's still a big guy in our industry. Right. Writing texts. Uh, he would have really, really great description operation books that yeah. students needed yep. and I still recommend that material for my own guys are like hey you have all this testing method stuff can I get a little bit more background On the- I still recommend James Halderman all this material he's got but I just felt like as I'm I'm really in the thick of doing this it, it, especially now the mobile diagnostic business grew to like 20 garages which was enough for me mm-hmm. to you know on the way home from work at 2:15, so from Sometimes I wouldn't get home till seven o'clock, so I'd work from two thirty to seven. But I mean, I'm making an extra you know, at the time. You know, sometimes fifteen hundred dollars more a month. Um, that's a big deal when you in, in that time yeah. with a wife and two kids and ha- needing extra money to. So there's my easily my ten thousand dollar pay cut. Yeah. Easily, it's back. Yeah. I have it. It's yeah. back. Um. Uh, where was I going the, uh, with that? Oh, the students and filming writing the book was just because I'm I'm doing these testing procedures and these are the ones I really feel like they need to know because mm-hmm. I'm using them every day and uh, I just started writing like PowerPoints and this is like laptops were you know you'd be lucky to get like I, I paid extra for a 10 gig laptop think about that today yeah. like 10 gigs yeah. you know what I mean because I'm starting to write these PowerPoints and that's really what it came from and it's me teaching that same topic so every 12 weeks I would re- redo it again and redo mm-hmm. it again and redo it again and then it went to eight week program so think about that you know over I think we produced the book in 2011 is when it first came out yeah but that was 11 years of refining that material enough to be like I knew that this is what they needed and I knew all the questions that was going to be asked I often get that how do you know how did you know I was going to ask that question like you answered it well that's what happens when you teach the same subject for yeah. 12 years before yeah. you produce something. And it is, makes you better because you know that that time if that subject, that same question is always going to come up. Yes. You just modify your process a correct. little bit on how you teach the subject. Yes. And then that, that they probably don't need to ask that question. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And that's where the book came from. And then, you know, like you mentioned, I just picked up the camera in 2011 to 
when YouTube was around, I never really knew what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, the internet's taken off and, and uh, I just knew it was a free platform and yeah. my students could access it. And so I started taking the camera with me to um, show these processes on the car. Yeah. And I always liked to do start to finish because my, my focus was always the student. Okay, I thought the, the process was equally as important as the fix yep. and what it was. And so let's just turn the camera on. I'll let you hear my thought process. And that was always what my my plans were yeah. and, and people see a lot more now because caleb's got the camera on me and yep. i used to hit you know start and stop and start and stop i'd set up the shot and make sure that you know yeah. it would be in more segments so it might have been more more cut mm -hmm. uh, in ways than it is now but it was always the same yeah you just didn't that's, see the other stuff between i think that's the thing is like caleb yeah. doesn't get enough of the credit for how it's so f it flows so well now, yeah right? everybody just thinks well it's the same Paul Danner video. It's just Caleb puts a bunch of some B-reel in. You know, he might do a little Photoshop and put a meme out <laughs> yeah, there and all that kind of right. stuff. And, and Sometimes we get a little too carried away yeah, with that. And, but I otherwise, that. but it's there's so much more going on than just that. Yeah. Right? But it's 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 your genuine delivery and your approach to the material. I'm just and the, fixing the car, man. And the way you teach. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, I rave about you because I've had a lot of instructors in my life, right? A, a, lot, of, a lot of teachers, a lot of college, a lot of... of and it's just the way... You know, and I used to brag up. Well, why does he do it so well? Why is he such a good trainer? Sometimes when other trainers are are slipping, it's because you're you're a teacher. Yeah. But at the same time, there's just something about your personality and the way that you get it across, which I think only can come through with the fact that you have lived it and breathed it. The yeah. techno the techniques that you're teaching. I think he loved it too, Jeff. I loved think it that, too. So it's yeah. it's it's easy to see why it's been so. It's it's touched so many people. I mean, we joke all the time, right? You yeah. keep saying to me, it's like every every damn episode you do. That's what, I you know, appreciate that. I, man. I, you mention me, but I mean, I don't have to mention him. People mention him just because it's like, how did I get into this industry? Well, I saw one of Paul's videos, and then it was like it gave me this, it lit this spark, or you know. And you've had some people now in the industry that are your former students. Yeah. That feels awesome. It is that, awesome. Eh? You know, yeah. I keep trying to tell my wife how awesome I am, but she, <laughs> she's. Uh, I think she knows. <laughs> so and so you, like we kind of know it's been talked about. You handle the social media for him. No, I handle. I make him sound nice to customers. So if you are contacting us and you get a nice, polite reply, yes. it's because of me. Because. Yeah. Um, but bless her soul, because it's not so, his so Really nice email. <laughs> And, and at the end of it, she'll she'll get a reply, and it'll be like, "Thanks, Paul." Yeah, it's like a dagger for her. She's yeah. like, "I'm not Paul." Do you see? It says Kristen Danner. Well, at I the took end all of this, this time to, to be so polite and <laughs> offer you all this support because and... some of the trolls have been have been ridiculous, right? Uh, you've mean, seen me when you when when you've posted a video, and, and there'll be a comment, and I'll jump on there, and it's like. If we were in all in the same room together, I'd have already taken that guy outside oh, yeah. for you, right? You wouldn't even have had to because it's yeah. it's such a it's such a, a thing. But you, I wish I could because you just like you smile away and type and and completely ignore it. Well, I don't have to deal with what he has to deal with, and you know what? We just I have. I'm just not a fan of social media mm -hmm. and it's what? because no, wait, I feel what? like everybody, every idiot in the world feels like they have a platform oh. and everybody feels <laughs> like, right. But everybody feels compelled to share their thoughts, yeah. whether they're helpful or valid or, and you just say things you would never say to someone's that's face right. and you just see these comments and you're like, what was your purpose in that? Like that, that's how you decided to start your day. What are you doing? What we need. I just thought a business idea. And okay. I really think you're this, hearing it right now. <laughs> this would be a good, a good like YouTube channel. Would it be Kristen Danner unfiltered? Oh, you don't want because that. Yeah. no, 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 you do. She's the most witty person yeah. ever. Yeah. And if you see some of Caleb's wit, if you ever see it, guess where it comes from? Yeah, this one. Yeah. she's like the godfather of like one-liners and comebacks so a little and like bit, a no little bit no of seriously sass, right? like you would love this part of yeah. no one sees this part about her because yeah. it's not good for the brand no for, it's not good for, for me the brand. but her reply, reply her initial replies are like oh that's so good like because he'll wanna... say hey hun this guy just said this to me and yeah. like right she'll off like, the bat like, i have something to say about it it's right. like on point like one-liner like oh that's perfect it's hereditary yeah. i get it from my dad i gave it to my son okay. we are a family of smart alex that's yes. good yeah that's it's good. really good nobody sees it because yeah. then she it's deletes it or doesn't do it and then does the 
very kind and gracious and she's does that for me yeah yeah, yeah. so that's a, you keep him in check oh because otherwise i think i i feel like you would act the same way i probably would oh yeah right? i want to yeah and i know it's not good for yeah. the and you and i've talked about that yeah because it's like and and I as I sit here now and do this and you know me from how I was on Facebook and how sometimes I just lay into people sure complete strangers yeah right sometimes in a snap judgment thing that I shouldn't have done um you have been inspiring me in so many ways just to just to you and Lucas the guy in the next room um to shut up sometimes yeah just let it roll let it roll yeah think about them from a different perspective what maybe it's the why i'm more uh, the why is more important than the how to me yeah. a lot of the time right i don't care how you came about what you came to said to me i want to know why you feel so compelled to say it to me you know and that's, it's that's helped seek first to understand yeah you know yeah 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 so the teaching thing and then the, the whole thing people talk to me like i sat down with elijah yesterday um, McMillan and we were talking about them this morning. He talks about your your one video, your trip down to is it Guatemala, Panama. Panama, Panama. Yeah, right. Yeah, we have some missionary the, friends. We still support them. And that's the Panama. first time you kind of came uh, onto YouTube and, and talked about your faith yeah. and talked about your devotion and <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and you know I, I, I was thinking remember, of my thumbnail that I, I made was, for that. And remember that I can remember some of the people your your feelings of like I wasn't sure if I was going to put that out there. Yeah. Right, because yeah. you know how it can be. People can immediately yeah, like sure. write you off as some kind of quack. Yeah, you know, right. I was okay or they say that. that's not what we're here for. We we right. just want to see you and fix just skip something care. else. Just fix mm-hmm. the damn car. I don't want to hear you get yeah. all preachy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand where both sides are coming from. Sure, you know what I mean. Me too. I don't want to throw it in people's face, but I didn't feel you were. Yeah, it's you know? just my story, man. And, it was and real. It's and that's I think it came across as being genuine. Is that it's like you're not there doing it to get praise? Yeah. For you're sure. Just, you're just making a content <laughs> yeah. that happened to show that why am I doing it in Panama yeah. and not at but in the back of the tours? There's no snow on the ground. We're in Panama. Yeah. Right? Why is that? Well, because this is the other part of my life that I do. Right. You know? Yeah. And, Help, uh, helping. It's so, I think it's opened up a lot of gate because like we talked last year, Chris Enright, when he met you, that was one of the first things he said to you is I have so much respect for you because you're a man of faith and you put it out there. You let yeah. people know you don't hide it. Yeah. You know, it's so... Uh, you know, because like we've talked, you know, you and I, you and I, I come down here and, and I'm not, I'm not a perfect Christian. Not that such a thing exists. Are any of us? But no. And, and sometimes the last thing that people might look at me and think is like, he's a, he's a person of faith, but yeah, you and I talk, right? When do I sit in church every Sunday morning? No. Do I, do I think of the person that sometimes when I'm by myself doing what I love to do? Yeah. Yep, for sure. I ask those questions of myself. People ask me. In a deer can, stand or a hayfield. That's right. How can you sit there and fish for those stupid little fish when they're not even biting? Because it isn't about the fish at that point. I'm already out in something that's way more powerful than me. Yeah, man. That is, is bringing my center back. Yeah, man. All that stuff that got put on me during the week, I fire that outboard up and I shoot down the lake and I start fishing these stupid little green fish and none of it matters anymore. Yeah, right. You know? It's awesome. It's... It's, it's freeing. Oh, it's, it's so, not a burden. It's, it's not so rules important. and regulations. Yeah. It's freedom. You don't have to be in the church to be reconnecting. Yes, sir. You know? So, so I mean, I, I just love that about you because, I mean, I look to so many people. In this industry, we're all looking for guidance. We were all looking for guidance. All of us. I don't care what anybody says. When 10 years ago, before this industry started to really have the conversations that it's now having, there were so many of us that were just looking for something. And there's a handful of people out there that brought it. You know what I mean? And, and to you, it's all shucks and you know, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I just, that's, I don't know. I just feel like I fell into all of it and I just definitely give glory to God for, yeah. for the path I'm on. And, yeah. and you know, I, I don't know. There's so much we could talk about on that. But one thing I want to make clear is like your life is not all, um, you know, great and roses and, and when you follow God, yeah. um, you know, you can have the worst life ever Mm -hmm. and still have joy when you follow God. And and the example there is with the apostle Paul who wrote half of the, 
or in New Testament who's in prison and being beaten and in chains and he talks about this joy. Yeah. So, you know, these modern day preachers they talk about, oh, just, you know, accept Jesus and your life is going to be perfect. Yeah. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Now, granted I feel the blessings in my life. But they're they're it's not the formula, I guess, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful for them, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give glory to to God for them. Yeah. But the recipe is not take your Jesus and sprinkle Him on yeah. your life, and now you everything's just, fine. I remember. I when just you don't said want people me. to think that. No. And granted, my my life has not always been fine. Um, you know. So mm-hmm. we yeah. talked a little bit about that already, and yeah. you know, the glory is to Him. I feel like that. He's been just gracious to me. He says he's father to the fatherless. So, you know, I lost my dad when I was six months old, and yeah. and um, he's always been a father to me. Um, I think he's got a special place for fatherless kids, and um, I, th- yeah. I think he, he definitely cut me some slack along the mm-hmm. way, you know, through my through my rebellious years, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like he's, he's, he's blessing me uh, even to this day, mm-hmm. and, you know. So you guys, as, as the thing is progress to where it is now yeah this this i don't want to call it a machine but this 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 thing that you've been able to bring to all of us your guys are now kind of moving in a different direction with it right both of you together mm-hmm. together yeah yeah i want kristen to talk about it um it's it's really exciting and it's again something that god's orchestrated in that um there's just you know, you said about a machine and that's what happens when you get on this YouTube thing and you just, mm-hmm. you have to create and keep creating and keep creating. And people are like, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And, um, and then you see other guys and you're watching what they're doing and just that, you know, how do you compare all that? And, um, I remember having dinner with a YouTuber, like this was years ago when you had just started. And, um, he was saying like at the end of his life he just wanted a bunch of mechanics to say like what a great teacher he was and i remember we walked away from that dinner and we we're like what the heck <laughs> because that is not like at the end of our lives that is not what we're looking for that's not what he's ever been looking for is that like praise of men mm-hmm. and um and it's been a challenge for him to be the one to be scanner danner because he's just him so nobody else can come alongside and and be him and and you know it's his thought process it's his methods and so how do you keep doing that and still be an active part of your family and be involved and um it's just it's weighed on him for a long time it's been really difficult and we just have an opportunity to to sort of i've been saying just pivot this in a different way where it is not him 100 percent, and we get to um bless other creators by bringing them on and giving them a platform bless our subscribers by giving them more um more material and things that he wouldn't be able to necessarily do on his own and we just want to add that value to the people that support us and in turn that gives him a little bit more freedom that we're going to you know step to the side now where you know our kids are we only have two left at home so i'm kind of Mm -hmm. retiring from the mom thing um (laughs) once they're all driving i don't know what i'm going to do with myself but um yeah so we get to do that but we now are um in doing a nonprofit together that we're super excited about and it's it's just it's really starting to take form and we're excited to um hopefully soon be able to have people partner with us and we've just seen need all across the world we i mean we get emails and we're just aware of needs that are there and and how can we use like what we've been given it's not for us it's not for us to keep and so how can we give it away and we're just he's always looking for like you know extra money comes in who can i give it to where where can it go it's just give it away give it away and so we get to do that together so we're you know i just feel like we're kind of revealing this this over this weekend like what's secretly happening behind the scenes i mean the driving force and why we came Mm -hmm. we took all business classes because um, I, first time I've ever been to a training event where we haven't taken technical classes mm-hmm. because um, we see a real need in this field for business owners, for garage owners. Like I just have this heart for these garage owners yeah. Yeah. And, and how they're navigating and how they're doing their thing. And, 
and, and how, how they're working 15 hour days and, 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 you know, uh, uh, have huge backlogs of work and can't get it done and can't find good technicians. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and in large part, some of these things can be fixed with how we're, how we're charging, how we're billing, yeah. how we're, you know, it, it, I think it, it's just part of the process that that's why we're here. Uh, we took business classes just to see that side so we can talk about it more yep. and try to be able to help. Yep. That's one aspect of our, mm -hmm. of our nonprofit. And, and Kristen, when she named it, she's our president. She's the president of, um, scanner charities, SD charities mm -hmm. Inc. Yeah. Um, awesome. that it says, um, uh, helping the automotive community and beyond. So we're here this weekend to, to hear these things, to figure out, we have this platform that maybe we can, we can just, you know, this is these aren't our own words. Like I, we really stuck struck a nerve with the last two little clips I yeah. I yes. put out there, and like these aren't our words. We're just reciprocating what we're learning from you guys from these great podcasts. I, I love what you're doing, Jeff. And, and I, I, I mean, you know, and we we go back to like you you laugh at me about how many times I mentioned you, but I mean, it's like think about how there's no more powerful and respected person I could align myself to it to say maybe align myself to, but to have in my corner, it's so because it, it carries so much credibility and it carries so much respect, you know, that, and if, if at one point ever had I thought that I didn't have his backing, like that he wasn't behind me cheering me on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this. I would have stopped. That's awesome. You know, because Thanks, it's Jeff. like I could reach out to him years ago. And just say, hey, Paul, like, you know, this is what I, and my story is, is one of, you know, a very short abridged version is that I, I've complained about a lot, you know, for a long time and, and felt a certain way about how the, what the industry did to me. Now, you know, I, I talk all the time about I'm not at the level where I'm ever going to be the technical guy. Like I'm not a Mario and I'm not a you where I can I'm, teach people. Me I can, either anymore, Jeff. Yeah. But, but I've always had this ability. It seems that people when when a topic comes up i don't back away i go f to the fray you know i love I, it i want you want to discuss something let's discuss that's it that's right you know uh, like it's we're not throwing hands here like you tell me why you feel that way that's and awesome. i'm going to tell you why i feel a different way and for whatever reason it resonates with so many people yeah and you saw that yeah. and and lucas saw that lucas saw it from the beginning like it, lucas will tell you it it, it so much of what I said when I would just be running my mouth impacts how he feels like he has to treat his staff. He doesn't ever want them to feel the way I felt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I made the choice to stay where in those jobs that treated me like that. You know what I mean? It was the only thing that I knew. But I always kept saying, I see a guy that's not doing what I'm doing and he seems to be happy. You know, or he seems to be doing it a different way. That can work for other people. Right, and you need to go in the directions of a different way. All of us, if you're not happy, pick up your feet, put one in front of the other, and start heading in a different direction. You know, it pisses so many people off when we make that analogy of toolboxes have wheels, right? And you say that, and some owners just like. But the reality is, is we have a short window yeah. of when are we're going to maximize what we're going to learn how to do and what we're going to get paid. Yeah, and you have to, for the sake of your your family. You know, and there are people that are important to you, you have to capitalize on that. There's lots of nights you probably want to come home at 2.30 and just put your feet up. What are you going to do? I'm going to go fix more cars. Yeah. Right? I, I come out of a classroom. Yeah. And you have that revised vigor to, it's actually fun to work on a car again. Yeah. You know, like I, I, instead of just standing up in front of a classroom, yeah. just standing, I shouldn't no, say No, you're like right. That, but yeah. to go out and get that challenge, get that dirt under well, your fingernails we, again. Well, fortunately, we ran a live shop, so I, I, yeah. I got to do troubleshooting yeah. with the students live, which was awesome. But it's too. not the chaos rush of how many car count would have been sitting outside, right? Yeah. So it's your... your it was great. <sighs> yeah. You know, I and I, I'm blessed to be able to be aligned with the people that I've been aligned to. So it's... Well, it's neat how our paths crossed. You know what I mean? Like of all the people, for all the people, I don't know. I, I've always, for whatever reason, like, yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want to say been attracted to you, gravitated <laughs> toward. You're so bad with words. Looking for the word. I'm not a, I'm not a good looking man. So it's, we I think you are. I think the beard's super sexy, Jeff. <laughs> but it's it's always no. Been, but thank you, honey. I, I need her. You see, 
she refines me. Would would you let him grow a beard like this? <laughs> I can't grow the same beard, man. It's all patchy on my cheeks. It yeah. just doesn't grow there, man. But I mean, it, it's always been for me that it's just like. Well, you were real. That's what honestly. That's what what I could see. Yeah. Like there was no no BS behind you. You weren't trying to be somebody you weren't. No. Uh, you spoke uh, from the heart. I could see that. I recognize yeah. that right from the get go. Yeah. Those are the people that I want to spend time with. Um, and you were just, you happen to be one of them. Yeah. And it's really awesome to, you know, see how our paths kind of keep yeah. bumping into each yeah. other. And, and, and you know, um, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm proud so, of you, man. I'm so fortunate because it's, it's, I'd have never thought that I would be sitting here with you and you and, and some microphones yeah. and, and getting to, 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 tell the other side of the of the Paul Danner story right That's like I would have cool. never thought that would ever happen I want to hear the, the more of the Jeff Compton story too as we go it's, that's why we stay tuned to your yeah. podcast and we get yeah. uh, little bits and pieces of it and one of these times uh you know maybe we'll sit down and I'll interview you and then, oh. and then let's hear let's hear Jeff's story yeah mine we, we that, need to hear these things man because you you've done something different and you you know, you you've come from the the jaded mechanic. Uh, you were jaded, and yeah. and you know you've really seen something different, and you've seen another path. And 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 the the biggest thing, you know, I mean, to, we're not being paid to say these things for these no. training events, but no. like, I think the biggest thing with a with a training event like this is to meet others. And, and hear their stories and network with them. Yeah. And that's what changed your direction. Yeah. You I met came the here, right people. I came here last year and you and I had talked for years, but I had never met you, met you. Yeah. Until I came to AC last year. And the first thing I did is I gave you a hug and said, oh my God, it feels like, you know, I felt like I've known him for, because I have known well, you him. You have. You bailed but, me out of that campsite with that freaking brake chamber on my RV. So, <laughs> that was a big deal, Jeff. You know, it's of course so, I'm going to hug you. <laughs> it's so powerful, right? It's so powerful to... to so when people rip on social media yeah. or they rip on Facebook, yeah. you are never going to hear me say a bad thing about Facebook because without Facebook, none of this would happen. That's I true. wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, if I ever shared anything that he ever did in content and I would share... I would share the crap out of his content in the groups and stuff because that. so many people didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't go home to YouTube and, and, and you know, when, when my cable would be on the fritz, I'd, I'd YouTube something. When I was trying to solve a problem, I'd YouTube something. That's what my generation, it was like we stopped going to the library and just went to YouTube. And, and there's his stuff that it's like, and, you know, there was other people's I shared too, but... I mean, it always came back to Paul. Paul's been the one consistent because he's still doing it, and it's getting better and better and better. You've had your detractors. You've had your, you know, the other guy. He's, you know, had that had that electrical tool, you know, posted that video that was career suicide for him, the load pro. Yeah. Right. He just didn't know how to handle. Just go people. away. He's yeah. just gone. You yeah. know. And I feel bad for for that because yeah. that could be the toxic side of of for Facebook. Sure. Yeah, Hundred you know? percent. And. Well, there's a lot of ego involved. He I mean, had that's a lot of I think ego. We, we all, that's what all I of us hear. Well, types have. Yeah, yeah, and it that yeah. really is, you know, I haven't a phrase that I usually use for that, but um, it, it's a, <laughs> there's a lot of ego involved, you yeah, know, with yeah. a bunch of guys who can all fix things. Yeah. And um, but you know, there's no reason that you can't be generous, and that's mm-hmm. how you guys are. It's not there's not a scarcity of like only so many people can do this or do that. Um, there's an abundance of talent out there and you can find like your little niche and like you found yours and you've each found that you, you put yourself out there on, on YouTube and immediately got some flack from people going, you shouldn't be teaching this stuff on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't hear that for a while, but I mean, it's definitely there. It's still prevalent. I heard a comment tonight from, um, I just was on a panel at the, we're here at the AST event, um, in North Carolina and, um, I was on a panel. We were just talking about my rant that I did the other day about where are all the diagnostic technicians. And um, I heard from someone sitting at a table that there were some shop owners there that, that were like, uh, he's a YouTube guy and he, he's poisoning the industry and he's giving away information and I'm just not going to listen. And, and that so that attitude, and it's fine, that attitude is there. And I get it from some angles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of YouTubers who do really, really bad things for our industry. 
yeah. in the way that they speak, in the yeah. way that they um, make light of certain problems. Oh, it's you know, and then and then feed into the customer's idea that we're all thieves and yeah. crooks. So I I do get that, and I don't I don't yeah. I don't fault that for that still but existing. You have, do you know what I mean? You have never been that because it's the same thing. Like we can, and I'm not going to sit here and name a bunch of names of people I like and people I don't because yeah. that's not what the point of it is. But it's like you have never been about the DIY side. I haven't. Right. I, it's always been the student yeah. that so, wants I mean, to learn. And and the yeah. professional technician. So yeah. I mean when to for people to just call you a YouTuber? Yeah. I don't even like that name either. I, I don't even consider myself a YouTuber or, or quote influencer. It's no, like man content I just, creator, no, you're not I, that I mean either. I use that term now because yeah. I don't know how else to describe myself these days, but um yeah. I just call you an instructor. Yeah, that's what I am. Like you know? at, at the at its core, you know. You're not an, but you're not an instructor that's aligned with a a parts conglomerate. No. You know what I mean? You I'm not aligned with anybody. Right. People you're, want to send me tools all the time. I say no. I don't. I just don't do that. It's yeah. just not, I do have some free tools, which right. is awesome. Yeah. But I, the only ones you guys see are the ones that I, I like and I'm using. I'm not using them because I w I'm trying to sell the tool. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you, and I remember you talking about that, and we've talked about it before. If it's if it's junk, you don't use it. Yeah. And you're not going to tell somebody it's not junk. Yeah. You're going to be, your conviction is still, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the YouTube thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, but there's we, so much good that came out of it. It's like if those <sighs> shop owners that made those comments tonight would just understand, like, hey, if you would have your technician listen to me, follow what I'm showing, mm -hmm. it's going to make your shop better. Yeah, it will. I promise. Yeah. Like you know, when we sat down. Like I got to meet Rich, right? And you got to be on a panel with him. Yeah, Rich is a guy. Another guy that I followed not nearly as long as you, but Rich is kind of going along the same. And I, I key so much with Rich because Rich is a former dealer tech. Yeah, right. And you've seen me get into some heated arguments with people when they start to make a comment about a dealer tech. Yeah, because I. Yeah, you're not going to say that about me. Yeah, for sure. Right? I was, I was, the I was guy. guilty of that at, at some point in time too, because yeah. we would see dealer technicians come into the aftermarket, yeah. and they only knew pattern failures. They yeah. didn't know how to. But and that's I, not the dealer technician's fault. No, it's why really it, not. Why would it be? It's not his fault. Hello, we reward It's the pay you. system and yeah. how it's done. It's it's just not you know point three for a diagnosis. It's like, another caravan with a stucky jar panel. Yeah. What yeah. am I going to do? Am right. I going to go through the hook, the lab scope up to exactly. it every time and look? God, no. Exactly. I'm getting paid. If it's retail, I'm getting paid 0.6 for my code scan. Yeah. And if it's warranty, I'm getting nothing. Yeah. So guess what? It's got an EGR fault. It's getting a valve. And yeah. then I'm upselling as much as I can on top of that unit right. to get my ticket up to where it needs to be. Right. So you can take home money to feed your family. Right. So, you know, when guys say, but at the same time, it'd be the next one where I can remember a caravan I had come in and it had a brand new radio in it and it had a brand new turn signal switch. No. Radio and something else. It doesn't matter. But there was, the radio would not turn on. It had a brand new radio in it. Not put in by us. I say brand new. Another shop kicked it over and they thought it had a programming issue or something. I'm going through the circuit and it's like, it's missing a power. And I'd had one the week before that was causing an airbag fault. There's a splice underneath the floor pan on the carpet that was Chrysler splices that run on the inside are taped up with good old hockey tape. And then the floor pan's full of water and the tape, the splice grows. Now, that's in their splices. That was causing an OCM to go offline, mm -hmm. occupant classification module. But this is just the same leg is feeding the radio. Well, so... That's put in by a shop that put that radio in and then sent it over to the dealer to get it programmed. Right. You guys dealt with a lot, but you were you separated yourself, though, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, just hearing that brief thing, you were willing to do some testing, and yeah. there's a lot that yeah. aren't. But it isn't just dealer techs. Yeah. It's all... It's, it's all it's, so when people try to put that label... Yeah, it's tough. I hate the labels, yeah. right? You know, the labels I, don't work. The labels are just... It's. I've said it. It's the quality of the technician. It doesn't matter where they work. It's how they come to the job every day and decide how they're going to do the job. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Well, he's been everywhere he's ever worked. He's always been the top guy because he shows up with that mentality of like, 
I, I need to know why. And I just wanted to be, <laughs> this yeah, is not working. That's the like, bane of your to, existence to a right fault. now sometimes. He gets obsessed, but, but no, I need to know why. <laughs> it can be anything, um, yeah, not just cars. Right, but, but that's why he was, no matter where he worked, he was always the go-to guy yeah. because it's just, you know, that's how his brain works and he needs to know and he's not lazy about it. Yeah. So. Did it, was it the dryer or something at the house? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm always trying to, you know, I'm always the guy fixing something. I want to say there seemed to be there was an appliance or something at the house that you talked about. Well, I definitely fixed the dryer and and it was a quick like little connector. But what I, what didn't show in that is the, the vent tube was um, partially restricted. So my airflow was poor, which is what burnt up the resistor in the first place. I was all proud of myself and did that post on fixing my dryer and it was like 50 cents and, yeah. Yeah, but that lasted like three days. Yeah. So I didn't follow that up with, with hey, um, I, I didn't because I'm not a dryer technician. Right. It's really just not. I wasn't like ashamed of yeah. of it that it didn't last. But I knew I was like, wait a minute, that because it burned in a different spot, not where I fixed it. Uh-huh. I'm like, hmm. And I cleaned it not long before, yeah. maybe a year before, you know. But it was pretty restricted. Yeah. And that was what it was. And it, we can go back to the principles. There's a reason that HVAC boxes are built where we put the blower resistor in the airflow. Yeah, for sure. Because it has to, that's yeah. how we keep it alive. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? From burning up. So yeah. Yeah. I love that how you were always like, you can take the principles from, from, oh, you can, from 100%. And, and put it into anything. I did. Yep. I found the open. Like, I couldn't see it at first, but I did some measurements and yeah. it was like, okay, there's my open right there. And, it, it applies to everything what mm-hmm. we do like as fix it guys it's pretty awesome and it's a part of our field that's not talked about often which is how much money we save ourselves in fixing things around the house as yeah. you know we complain about our wages and we complain about you know not being paid enough but yeah. but you know when we come home and we don't ever call an hvac uh, guy or a plumber or you just name it as a technician as an auto mechanic yeah um, you're not calling in yeah. another uh, trade to fix anything in your not house. Not until you've really made it worse. Cor- and then or, you're going to call yes. a professional. Yeah, right? or, or until your business is so successful that you just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And, you know, you can pay somebody to come in and do whatever you need to have done. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm certainly not a carpenter. No. Uh, I can do it yeah. if I watch enough YouTube videos <laughs> on how to do it. But I'm at a point where I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm, if I need carpentry done, I'm paying the guy that can do what would take me a month he yeah. can do it in two days yeah. I, I recognize the value in it yeah i hope you know we're getting there in our trade too and i know we got to close this because we got that asog dinner yeah. to go to but i i hope that we can we can change that in in this field and and honestly I, i'm i'm glad to be here with you and i am so happy to be here with my wife Kristen. and this next path that we want to do together and i want to say this one final thing is like scanner dan or what it's become um is is a path that if i would allow it to would take me from my wife and my family yeah. this is the hardest thing that we've ever had to do mm-hmm. uh this kind of success and when you have that kind of success from a world standpoint is strike while the iron's hot yeah work at it work at it work at it let's grow it let's make it bigger and, and i want those things but i want something more and I want to walk alongside this woman that I've been walking alongside to, alongside of for the past 30 years. I want 30 more. Yeah. I want to do this with her. And she's excited to do this with me. Yeah. And so we'll see where God's blessings are on this, on this nonprofit moving forward. And we do honestly, genuinely want to help this industry in any way that we can. And we have a platform to do it. Mm-hmm. And we want to give God the glory along the way. So that's where we are. That's the shift you talked about yeah. earlier and yeah. what we're doing. Um, we're, we are revamping the website. We are bringing other content creators in. We have a foundation that stands the test of time. It really does. Mm-hmm. Still applies yeah. those principles. Yep. And so we're going to lean on that and know God's going to gonna bless that area as we walk this path together. And uh, to have her here... I can't say enough about how honored I, I am to have her here with me. And I, I got, I got to close on this because, like you said, we've got to, we've got to go. It's so refreshing to see a relationship that is as strong as yours, Kristen and Paul, together still. After all that years, right? You know, you take such pride in showing, you know, the picture of you and her on the power wagon way back yeah. when you're high school and this is still, not just the truck yeah so many years later still together right i'm fatter but 
but she hasn't aged at all. She hasn't. She's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I know. It's 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 ridiculous. Well, it's nuts, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of grace and it's commitment. You know, yeah. when we got married, we it yeah. there you know divorce isn't an option for us. But we see, said and that's that. the thing in such a a world where it is so common to just give up and quit. Yeah, right. It's refreshing to me because I come from a family that they didn't stay together. Yeah, you know. Uh, most of my friends, the, what's the stat now? It's up almost 60% don't last, right? Yeah. So when I see you and, and Kristen and I see, you know, Caleb and Caleb's wife and, and I know that's going to be the same. There's going to be a whole bunch of grandkids for, for, for you guys yeah. to, to, to be spoiling and doting on and, 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 and teaching so much that there's to be taught, you know taking them to Sunday school, teaching them God's ways, all this kind of stuff. Like that I am, I'm so happy to be, to be, to have a witness to, to get to know it, to see it and to see where it's going to go. It's just like, man, I feel so excited. We can't take any of this with us. Yeah. But relationships and people and how we impact each other, like what you're doing right now with the podcast. It's a big deal, Jeff. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. I I I mean that I'm proud of you, man. I learned a long time long time ago that all that really matters is how you touch the people that you come Absolutely. into contact with because those are eternal those are eternal yeah stuff and material and things and yeah. you know there's a reason why there's verses that say don't tear down your barns and build bigger ones to store all your junk yeah. all that does is that all that is is a path to anxiety and fear and worry as you try to protect your little nest egg yeah do you know yeah. what i mean i'm just done with it and yeah. honestly sd was the hardest thing that Kristen and I have ever had to deal with. It really has been, and what you guys haven't known over the past few years is how difficult it ha- actually has been. And we've always been super close together, but this was really creating a serious rift in this path mm-hmm. that I'm now, I'm, uh, it's almost like I'm not letting SD go. No. But in, in my heart and in my in my so it's not mine to bear yeah. by myself. Yeah. You're bringing and, in people that can contribute and correct. help and, and take some of that burden off yep. of you. And we have a platform we've built that I'm going to, uh, I want to see God's blessing on that too. And we want to do this together and be a, a channel of, of where we can just impact and help other people in any way possible. And uh, we're just looking forward to it. We appreciate you sitting here with us and letting us Listen, have that. I, both of you have been such an inspiration to me in, in so many levels, in so many facets, not just in how to fix a car, but how to live a life. Thanks, and man. and that's why you're here. And that's why I'm so happy that we were able to get this done. Yeah, me too. It wasn't going to matter if it didn't happen today. It didn't happen. It was going to happen. Yeah. And, and it's just because it's, and, you know, I want to be able to keep in the loop about what is developing and you know if you guys will come back again and and, and keep us updated on how we the story will. changes and if you ever want to hear my story we, we can sit it down or you know it might be on the we might have to put Caleb and I and you in a boat I'll take and that just turn the camera on let's and we just go. start fishing for let's go well, you say that it's a done says. deal let's go we fish for some That's stupid done. little absolutely. green fish and then you, as long as we're camping later after the yeah we take a boat on the lake you got some place we can park the boat set yeah. up camp yeah for sure I do. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I love you both. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thank, Thank you, man. Hey, if you could do me a favor real quick and like, comment on, and share this episode, I'd really appreciate it. And please, most importantly, set the podcast to automatically download every Tuesday morning. As always, I'd like to thank our amazing guests for their perspectives and expertise, and I hope that you'll please join us again next week on this journey of change. Thank you to my partners in the ASAR group and to the Change in the Industry podcast. Remember what I always say, in this industry, you get what you pay for. Here's hoping everyone finds their missing 10 millimeter, and we'll see you all again next time.